was out flipping around with different passages. You, can you grab your Bible? And if you have your uh, bulletin on the back, there's a place for sermon notes. We're going to talk through a lot of different passages. We're going to take a complete through the New Testament. Um, I know some of you are worried that means we're going to be here all day. I will try to keep it uh, condensed, all right, so we won't be here all day. I think we're going to be So, like I was saying, just uh, if you want to, I, I'm not necessarily going to wait long enough for you to find the passages you're going to run to, so you can write them down and look at them later. You could also uh, watch the sermon uh, again if you want to catch them in your notes. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not as organized as Kevin or Melvin. Uh, I'm anti-Kevin and anti-Melvin. They're both very organized and organized. But, shock of all shocks, we are in First Peter. said, when we eventually get to the point where you finish this, you're going to have to have a celebration. I think we probably have a funeral because I'm going to be so old by the time I get through with it, probably past my time. Um, good news, it only says two verses. Uh, honestly, we're going to get through the first clause in verse two. This is really like part one. Christians in an area that is now modern day Turkey. And he's offering this pattern of encouragement and instruction to them. He builds them up with the glories of God, and then he gives them marching instructions on what to do. Uh, he, he, there, there's this wonderful promises, uh, the great acts and promises of God, that God raised Christ, that we would be born Christian, you must reform yourself. He is rather saying, out of the life that God gifts you with, you live that life for his glory. Live for God's glory. And then he gives all kinds of really hard things to do, like put away all malice and long for the word that we might be able to share. And that brings us up to to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, that living stone, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Wow, what a house. Peter's letter is written. 
But in them, I do see a want for a, a reason for us to explore the call of the gospel, the call to salvation. So this sermon is both an evangelistic sermon, urging us to come to Christ, or for those who are already in Christ, it is a sermon to say, come, come, come. How are we going to get into this world? Well, we are going to attempt to draw a portrait of Christ as easy as we can. Christianity is not a return to Christ. Not by us. It is not a grace promise for us. It is not even pursuing an ideal. Such churches as you see in our world are not First, we're going to consider the testimony of who this one we should come to as we come to him at the weekly hymn. Open the world against us, Mark 3.11, or there's a hymn on tight. Uh, you got the folding harnesses down, the seatbelts on, and you're just going to go. So first, we're going to look at the testimony of who Jesus is. And second, we're going to look at how we should respond. So that's how we're going to make a whole sermon on it as we come to him. First, let's consider the testimony of an angel before we go further in Matthew 1. Matthew 1, verses 20 and 21. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This promised child, one of the one of the amazing things about, about babies is you look at them and you think the potential that they have. What will they become? What will their future be like? And it's a mystery. We all hope for the best, we plan for the best for them. But this child is promised. His purpose will be to save his people from their sins. But who was he? It wasn't uh, Jesus being the Messiah was not a job description where he, he came to Jerusalem and said, well, you know, as a Hebrew here in the false churches and I'd like to apply to be the Messiah. It was Jesus Christ himself. The angel testifies before his words that he should save his people from their sins. Let's look at another angel after his birth. Uh, we're going to go to Luke chapter 2. There's a couple of gospels later, Luke 2. And the 
angel said to him, that's how it starts. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ. Again, from the very earliest moments of his life, Jesus comes on the scene as the Savior, the one who will save his people forever. For me, the good news is great joy, because everywhere I look, I see the tragedy, the brokenness of sin, and the wreck of that of sin is upon me. Verses 25 through 32. Uh, this is a few weeks later as they go to the temple for a purification ceremony. Jesus came again and they went to him. And there's a man there named Simeon. Uh, this passage tells us a little bit about him. So Luke 2, 25 through 32. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit had come on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he refused. He took him up in his arms and blessed him. presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory Salvation is prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. continue on. So we're, we're in the childhood phase of Jesus. Let's go on to John the Baptist in John chapter 1. So the Gospel of John chapter 1. John, the writer of the Gospel, is not John the Baptist. He is the Christ, John the Baptist. 
dead. Jesus rose from the dead. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he is John the Baptist sees this this Savior who is actually because he will stand at the front and judge all the world and speak as John testified that John the Baptist had in his mouth. And he is sacrificing in the place of people who deserve the judgment of God. So he had a purpose as he was born, as he grew ministry is the same. He is the one who will save people from their sins. So, just calling to mind where we're at in 1 Peter 2, as you come to Him, so we're exploring this Him. Who is the Him we're coming to? The Him is Jesus. He is the Messiah sent by God. The Lamb of God who takes away the Let's look at Jesus' own understanding of who he was in John 10. So just a few chapters back to where we're at in history, John 10. John 10, verse 11. Thanks for looking at that. And all of these passages that we're looking at have context. So feel free when you take your notes and you want to look at this later, read more. Read more broadly than you just read through it all like that. Christian of Christ, 
And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion, who stood facing him, saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, the Son simply sent with a mission. He is the Son of God who saves. He offers himself as the atonement, the sacrifice for sin. And I'm going to reread what we all read for us out of John 20. We're going to look at the encounter that Thomas has with the risen Christ, which shows who this Jesus is, but sees the better Christ he had has been crucified and died for the story of our faith. The risen Christ promises So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples inside again, and Thomas is there. He said he's not going to believe, but he's still there in fellowship with them. Still there with them. Argue, be doubtful, still there with them. Not believing. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. So we 
see the child think, understand the testimony from Jew to Gentile, the understanding of Christ to the sinner.
come and turn to the Messiah, come into your favor. John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So coming to Jesus is believing in his name. Believing that he is who he is said to be. Believing that he himself is holy and unapproachable. A couple chapters after this, John 3.16. I know I was going to look at it on Sunday. Okay? This is what I did. What does this come to the Savior mean? How do you do this? And I try to pile up reasons after reasons after reasons that you may see in God's Word that it is true that He is a sacrifice. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have through a six-month period of renovation. We don't have to do a major overhaul of our life. You can come to Him today. Believe in Him. Look to Him. Rest in Him and Him alone. And Him alone. And finally, let's look at John chapter 6 verses 28 and 29. This is one where you read, read the broader context if it helps. You can turn there in a couple verses. The crowd presses Jesus. And what a man. Read a little crowd pressing Jesus. John 6, 28. Then they said to him, this is Jesus, the crowd said to Jesus, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Messiah sent so that he could carry your sins away. 
morning as an unbeliever, I would call upon him today to believe in his name, to set yourself in his His work is enough. His blood is enough to wash away sin. And His life is enough that we can give you life out of that relationship today. And that life with Him in His blood. This is good news of great joy for all people. Because sin has reached its record across this planet. And if you go to other planets, it's going to be the same way. talk about that more in our church. Maybe even this weekend. Maybe just part of the part of the passage. We'll try and get through it all if we can. But he is this living stone. The stone that the Lord has set in place. Because all of these new things are set before you. All of these things you would accomplish if you just call upon This one sent to bear the sins of his people and to save his people from their sins. How amazing that is. That the guy, that the guy, the girder would be standing as a lamb. displayed in Christ with the success that we see in him. Jesus is enough as our sufficient food sacrifice. We know we are his body of bread because that's him. And he's setting our affections and he's setting our everything before him. 